We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. Teenagers can communicate entirely in emojis. How was the birthday party? Pizza slice, kitten, soccer ball, pineapple? Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. What are you talking about? Paperclip, shoulder shrug, high five, wizard hat? What? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to the Road of His Radio Weekly Recap, where I, Kyle Dvorak, at FF Kyle Kid, take you on a tour through the last week in Road of His Radio podcasting. For those of you who don't know, Road of His is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that even though the NFL season is underway, you can still get your Road of His NFL Pass for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, tools, and best of all, it supports this podcast. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL Pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. The first clip for this week is from the Rotoviz Radio, where Sean Siegel and Pat Crane have a new guest on every week. The guest this week is Josh ADHD, and they're talking at first about the offense that turned back into a pumpkin at midnight, Kansas City, and what to do with them if you own any Kansas City players in fantasy. Have a listen. So uh, the only way I know for Kansas City to change to change what's going on there is to do uh, is to make a quarterback change and get somebody in there that has like let's say fresh eyes, fresh perspective, maybe hasn't been tainted by years in the NFL and, and goes back into, you know, let's say their instinctual habits, you know, maybe Mahomes can can jumpstart that thing. But for all for all intents and purposes, it appears that Andy Reid is he's committed to Alex Smith. He's not going to remove him. I, and I, the only way I could see Mahomes coming in right now is through injury. 
We talked a little bit about McCaffrey, Kamara, Fournette, how their profiles compare and contrast. Kareem Hunt, obviously a sensation at the beginning. We knew those big plays were not sustainable, but that didn't mean that he couldn't still be, you know, a top five uh, clear running back one. How, how do you see him going forward? Is this the time to buy him? Is his opportunity profile in the future one that you're trying to purchase? I, I'm a little bit concerned that they have effectively removed him from the passing game, at least with respect to how they were using him at the beginning of the season. And that's not just the three down role that he's, that he's somewhat lost to Charkandrick West, but also that I don't see the downfield targets that he was getting early in the season, you know, in the early, early in the season, especially against new England. And and then a couple of their, their next opponents after that, I mean, they were running him downfield and targeting him on wheel routes on circle routes where he could gain leverage on linebackers 15 to 20 yards downfield and really explode for a long play. They're not doing that anymore. He's not running those routes that I can tell. So until I can see some positive indication that his usage will change and they will start deploying him downfield or even targeting him more frequently in the offense, I don't know if he's necessarily a buy candidate for me. I think his price is still too high. Now, let's say we get later in the season and folks are getting really antsy because maybe they've lost their fantasy playoffs after hedging their hopes on him, gaining that type of role in week 15 and week 16, then that might be the time to strike because the offseason will probably be the best time to acquire him as a, um, a post-hype sleeper. I can't remember who coined that term, but, you know, as the, as the post-hype sleeper, the, the player that, you know, obviously has had some of his shine taken off through one reason or another I think that'll be the time to acquire him. I am hopeful for him, for him long term. We've seen his athleticism at work. And if there's just a little bit of a culture change in Kansas City, I mean, he could certainly explode again and, and be a guy like Todd Gurley has been this year, a player that can get 350 touches and completely thrive in an offense. Josh, I want to circle back to um, to Alvin Kamara with the idea that you brought up of, of selling him. So, if you know, maybe the Hunt's, the time to buy Hunt is in this offseason. The time to sell Kamara might be right now. Um, just because he's been so productive, running back three on the year now. Um, if somehow Kamara has not kind of carried you single-handedly to the playoffs in your dynasty league, what would you be looking to get back for him? I would have to think, like, if we were doing a startup right now, he seems like he'd be at a, an early first er, – sorry, an early second startup pick maybe even a late first round pick. Um, so like, what would you be looking to get back? Uh, just, just poking around on the, the current rankings at, at DLF, like how much would you have to add to get David Johnson? If you're a non-competing team, like could you add your first and, and Kamara and, and try to steal David Johnson right now? Is that crazy? I, I almost, I don't know if you would have to add anything to get David Johnson for Alvin Kamara right now. To be honest, I mean, the, the big difference between the two, obviously, is is volume. But we're, we're assuming that David Johnson gets that volume when he comes back. It's not guaranteed, especially after they added Adrian Peterson to that roster. So I'm not sure if um, – and granted, that's assuming Peterson plays next season or that they even bring David Johnson back this year. I, I would be hesitant to do anything but a one-for-one one with Kamara and Johnson at this point. I wouldn't add anything. I think that would be overpaying for Johnson. Thinking about the uh, extreme regression we've seen from Alex Smith in the past few weeks has me wondering if we should have seen this coming. The breakout quarterback from two years ago, Matt Ryan, 
had over 600 attempts and 4,500 yards in the previous five seasons to his breakout last year, and also had five seasons of 25 or more touchdowns. He was getting the yardage and the attempts, just never had a touchdown outlier type season. Whereas this year's supposed breakout quarterback, Alex Smith, has never gotten over 600 attempts in any season, and has also never reached an 8.0 AYA or the five touchdown percentage mark in any season where he started 10 or more games. Through 12 previous seasons, Alex Smith has really not shown a lot to make us believe that he could be the breakout quarterback of this year. And I think what we're seeing now is just that proving itself to be true. The next clip comes to you from the Fantasy Beat, where Colm Kelly interviews a beat writer for a different team every week. This week, he's got Matt Money Smith, voice of the Chargers, on to talk about the unstoppable force that has been Keenan Allen for the past few weeks. Here it is. We're looking at the defensive side and who they have to deal with. Obviously, this week it's going to be interesting to see because they're going to have to deal with Josh Gordon and uh, Hugh Jackson. So he wants to get him involved as much as possible. We hear a lot of talk from coaches, you know, in this sort of situation that might lead to something that might lead to nothing. It's very hard to uh, break down that speculation. But it's his first regular appearance in the NFL since uh, December 2014. There's no way he's really going to be ready for a full complement of snaps. But it is very good to see Gordon making his way back. I thought maybe his time had passed and the off the field issues uh, were going to be something that always he dragged around with him. It's been amazing to read some of the stories and listen to him talk about how his life has changed and what he was doing when he was in college, what he was doing in his time in the NFL. But uh, it looks like he will be uh, second at wide receiver snaps this week behind Corey Coleman. But with him and Coleman, what sort of challenge do you see that having for this uh, uh, Chargers team this weekend? You know, I think you kind of said it there. I don't know. I mean, Gordon is so <laughs> talented. He's so big. He's so fast. Uh, he is a load to deal with, no doubt about it. Um, but who knows? Who knows what it's going to feel like when he takes his first full contact hit? If it's, you know, Jaleel Adai who's coming over from a safety spot after he makes it, let's just say it's a, it's just a slant, and there's Jaleel Adai waiting, and he thumps him. I mean, how does how does he respond to that? Is his body okay with that, or does it hurt 10 times as much as he used to remember and it hurting? Um, I don't know. But I do know that he's a heck of a receiver and super talented. And Corey Coleman is blazing fast. So, you know, those two things, no doubt, those two guys are really good pass catchers. Now, you got to protect your quarterback long enough for those long routes to develop. Um, and, and that's obviously what quarterbacks have had an issue doing against the Chargers as of late. Um, but that said, yeah, I think they're, I think it is a dangerous team. It's a dangerous pair out there. Just because of size, uh, in terms of Gordon, not to mention speed, but also the speed of Coleman. Um, so I don't think the Chargers are taking this team lightly at all at zero and 10. Heck, they may have taken, you know, they may have managed to take them too lightly last year at zero and 14 when they lost to them and became the only team that lost to the Browns. So I think that helps the Chargers not overlooking this one, uh, because they were humiliated last year, um, when they lost to the Browns in Cleveland. And, and I gotta believe that they want to atone for that. And uh, looking now at the other side of the ball, the Chargers offense against that Browns defense. Rivers has uh, just looked uh, amazing over the last couple of weeks. He's completed 241 of 388 attempts on the season. That is 62.1%. He has almost 3,000 yards. He has 20 touchdowns and seven interceptions so he's he's just uh been having a nice kind of you know last season it wasn't as good as i thought it could have been but there was a lot of injuries he lost keenan allen he's keenan allen back now and we also mentioned that you know he's been on a tariff late uh you know he's caught 20 23 passes for 331 yards and three touchdowns in the last two games and i kind of had a chuckle there those numbers are uh, insane when you look at it from that perspective but uh, looking at him looking at philip rivers that connection back together again and you know they're really on the one page we mentioned though that 
prior to that like why are these teams going against him in man coverage he did have three or four games there where he was a little bit limited uh from a schematic point of view he wasn't being used as much in the passing game but he really has been used in full flight over the last two weeks so if you were the browns uh, how do you think you would be trying to stop keenan allen this week and uh, is there a way of stopping keenan allen no i don't i really don't think there is uh and that's something he said at the start of the year he called himself the man killer he's like hey you want to play me man look out and and he runs the slant better than anyone in the nfl i think he, he just takes those slants and good luck stopping them for many of us this season's lost this is the final week before playoffs start in most leagues but for some people it doesn't matter it's been over since week eight since odell beckham went down since Allen robinson went down since zeke got suspended if you're one of these people, or even if you're not, be sure to fill your Sundays with draft. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Drafting takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, playing a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime, just search Draft in your app store, and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into Draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game for free, just for using my promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on Draft. Just search Draft in the app store, or go to PlayDraft.com. And come play for free with my promo code RV Radio. This next clip comes to you from On the Daily, where Nick Giffen and Heath Kruger are talking about some contrarian teams or even games to target this week in DFS. Many of the players they'll be talking about will be great to get in your draft lineup. Have a listen. Yeah, I think this is a uh, one of my maybe my favorite GPP play of this week. And if, if that's going to be, so if you like Josh McCown and, uh, you know, you're on that New York Jets and, and you even talked about Jermaine Curse and we've talked about Robbie Anderson. Well, if they actually do well, then KC is going to have to try to keep up. And so I want Tyreek Hill versus the New York Jets. Uh, New York Jets just give up so many touchdowns through the air. So give me Tyreek Hill. He'll burn them deep at some point. Um, I also think that makes Travis Kelsey a good play in GPPs, um, especially, after he came off kind of a dud week. And uh, that also means I think Alex Smith is an interesting GPP play. And I think he'll have low ownership percentage because the Chiefs have been crap lately. Uh, so I, I want a team that, uh, you know, still has a lot of upside potential. And we've seen Alex Smith have upside this year. I mean, he has a 27, a 29, a 28 point game. And now he's getting priced down at 5,900 compared to where he's been in recent weeks. The matchup isn't terrible. New York Jets allows basically all of their uh, defensive points. <laughs> Not all, but it seems like all of their defensive points through the air. So I don't mind playing a little bit of the pass game here, but I think Tyree Kill is my favorite of these three Chiefs plays. Um, I definitely want uh, I want exposure to this Chiefs offense. If we're going to like the Jets, if we're going to like Josh McCown, he's going to be a play, then I want some of that. Um, finally, I think Corey Coleman, interesting play there for Cleveland. Um, I know Sam, or, uh, the LA Chargers present a tough matchup, 
But, um, you know, I mean, Cleveland has to do something. They have to, they have to move the ball somehow. And I think people will maybe gravitate towards Isaiah Crowell. I don't think Isaiah Crowell is that good. Uh, he's been pretty, pretty bad this year. And, uh, I think he'll draw a lot higher ownership percentage than we'd like. So either maybe just fading Cleveland completely, but if you don't fade them completely, I kind of like Corey Coleman, uh, not, not worried about Josh Gordon. I think he'll see, uh, you know, some snaps, but I don't think he'll play the whole game or anything like that. I think Corey Coleman is the go-to guy here in this offense for, for Cleveland now that he's back and he's healthy. Um, and you know, he didn't actually have a bad game this past weekend. He, he did have eight targets, only three catches, but, uh, they did go for 64 yards. So he's getting them in chunks and I like chunks for a guy, even in a bad matchup. So, um, you know, again, if you're, if you're one of those people who thinks Philip Rivers will have a good game, uh, and I, uh, right now, at least if you go to like fantasy labs is projected for 13 to 16% ownership, Philip Rivers, uh, well then maybe you want to run it back with a piece in the Cincinnati, in the uh, Cleveland side here. So, uh, I think, I think that's a fine play to, to play Corey Coleman. I don't think he'll be very popular at all. Yeah, I really love that. And you might even get some of the people who are just going to be so hyped for the return of Josh Gordon going after Gordon, kind of ignoring Coleman and allowing to just kind of get him at even a better value with the lower ownership percentage. So, I, yeah, I love that. I, I love that play. I really like that Corey Coleman pick as a deep GPP type play. Through the four games he's played, he's averaging eight targets and 122 air yards per game from the air yards app on Rotoviz. Even if Gordon does eat into that, I do think it'd be a lot to expect for him to come back, immediately take a large market share of those air yards or targets away in his first game back, making Coleman a pretty sneaky play. This next clip comes to you from the Rotoviz mailbag, where this week Jeremy Hart had guest Josh ADHD on. Josh out here making guest appearances, putting that work. Anyway, he had he had guest Josh ADHD on to talk about some cheap tight end plays this week. Take it away. Guys are going to be rostering Alvin Kamara this week, the highest priced running back on DK. Oh gosh! And his, and his fourteen touches. <laughs> and you know that you, you could get arbitrage Alvin Kamara this week in Robbie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I I don't think I'll have Robbie and and, and, and it's like you got to get exposure to him in some way. Uh, but you know you've got DeAndre Hopkins still, you've got Brandy Cooks, Mike Evans is you know, and, and then you've got a great few you know handful of wide receivers down in the 4K range there as well for some savings. So I don't think I'll have them in cash. But to answer the question, yes, both of these guys are indeed cash viable here. Uh, the next one here, Josh, is for redraft. Jared Cook is an asshole. Can I use Ricky Seals-Jones over him this week? Cook is in a great spot, but isn't he always? So you had mentioned Jesse James earlier as kind of a, a gutter buster here. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones is another guy who's kind of been, wait a minute, where'd this guy come from? His snaps have been uh, gradually increasing here. Not too many snaps yet, but he is uh, targeted on a high percentage of those snaps he's getting when he does at least see the snaps. But, I mean... Oh gosh, there's just there's no way you can use him over Cook, though, right? You know, it's it's going to be really hard. Cook isn't. I mean, he isn't the perfect situation with <laughs> two starting receivers out and a very very weak, let's say weak tight end defense coming up against him. I need to go pull up my number again to see just how weak it is. And they are, golly, they're like the it's like the sixth matchup in my list of, of tight ends is like, he's number six. Oh gosh. I mean, really, you kind of got a plan, but we said the same thing last week that, that he was dynamite last week. 
and he lost his two starting receivers, and they didn't throw him the stinking ball. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, is, is is he the asshole, or is it or is it Derek Carr that's the asshole? Yeah. Or is it the officials that took the touchdown away from him last week? Are they the assholes? So, or, or is it me for putting him in my lineup? I mean, we're surrounded by assholes. <laughs> and you know what? If anybody's going to screw it up, when Amari Cooper is down for the count, when Michael Crabtree is down for the count, Jared Cook can screw this up. He's the only one that can figure out how to blow this opportunity, right? But alas, no I will have him in cash. Rest in peace. I'll be thinking. I'll probably have him in cash too. It's it's too hard not to. I really like Ricky Seals Jones, though. I think, uh, yeah. and, and this is some this is some Aggie love on my part. I watched that kid play play ball in college for a few years, and where he underwhelmed, totally underwhelmed in college, and you know he gets to the pros, they turn him into a tight end, and and figure out how to throw touchdowns to him. It's it's amazing sometimes how guys transform themselves once they get into a different program. So I, I think Seals Jones is probably a look, worth a look in cash. If you're just going to go bottom barrel at tight end and you're just trying to ride a little bit of a touchdown wave, I, mean, I think it's possible he gets in the end zone this weekend. And you're hoping that he doesn't on, say, like, you know, four or five targets, but I think it's possible. It's going to be hard for him to hurt you at that price range. Yeah. I, I think it's the SJs, right? Like a- RSJ is the new ASJ, right? Yes. ASJ, all his bad luck. Re- RSJ is coming by and just swooping ASJ's touchdowns is what's really going on here. Double dipping into the Air Yards app. Oakland will be without Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree this week, who each have over 20% of the team's target and 25% of the team's air yards when they play. And they will be facing the Giants, who give up the fourth most passing yards and touchdowns per game to opposing teams, meaning that Jared Cook could be in line for a lot of work against a team that is pretty bad. The final clip comes to you from the College Football Show, where Jordan Hoover and Kyle Pollock break down last week's college football games, and talk about the upcoming slate of college football games. This clip is them talking about what went wrong with Alabama when they lost to Auburn last week. Number one, Alabama uh, did fall to Auburn. Uh, Auburn was at home. They ended up rushing the field after the game. I believe the final score, I'm pulling it up quick, I think it was 26-14, to 14, though. Um, Jared Stidham looked really good in this game. He was the one I was impressed with a lot. Um, on Johnson left with an injury for Auburn. He's kind of questionable right now for the uh, SEC championship game against Georgia this upcoming week. Um, but Stidham was kind of the one that made a lot of the plays for uh, Auburn. He had a 16-yard rushing touchdown uh, to kind of put them ahead and put them over the edge. Uh, on Johnson had 104 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Ryan Davis also had 11 catches. Um, for Auburn, I believe he became the all-time reception leader in a season for them in the game. Um, other than that, not a lot to take away from me on the Auburn side. Other than that, their defense is legit. They were really able to shut down Alabama's rushing attack, which you know I expected them to be able to handle them, but not shut them down in the fashion that they did. Um, so that's what I was really impressed with. I knew they were able to do that against Georgia, but I want to see it again. Um, and I believe in them now. Um, I think they're certainly, you know, I don't know if they're top four team in the country just on their resume, but in terms of talent, I don't think there's really a doubt in my mind that they're a top four team. Um, so like I kind of touched on briefly, they're going to have a big matchup with Georgia this weekend, rematch in the SEC championship game after they killed them early in the season. So should kind of be interesting to see if they can uh, do that performance, kind of repeat last week's performance against Alabama and repeat what they did earlier in the season to Georgia. 
Yeah, and and this game obviously was played in Jordan Hare um, home game for Auburn. But it, it, you know, what what really struck me about this game watching it was this was what this was. It's been a really long time since I can remember seeing an Alabama football team look discombobulated and just kind of like lost and and just disorganized because that's something that you just generally don't see with Alabama, even on the road, even against you know tough competition they generally are always look like they're pretty in sync but there were a couple times watching this game where they just were completely just not on the same page there were a couple really bad botched snaps in one series I think two in a row where they basically lost 20 30 yards from botched snaps and that's just something that you don't see from a Nick Saban coach team Um, it's always details with them so that was pretty striking for me watching um, I think you hit on most of the key parts, um, and, and we'll get to uh, the Auburn-Georgia game in, in a little bit, but that carry-on Johnson injury, I think, is pretty massive because I think that although he was kind of bottled up in this game, he hit 100 yards, but it took him 30 carries to get there. Um, you know, I think that he's the type of talent that could swing a game almost on his own, and I think that it, his availability is going to be a really big um, a key piece in determining how this game, how the SEC championship is going to play out. But uh, overall, you know, it was a great win for Auburn. Um, but Alabama with just one loss is not, you know, they're not eliminated from the playoff just yet. So uh, we could still be hearing some more from Bama eventually. Mm-hmm. That brings the clips to an end. But before I go, I have to get into the part of the show where I prove to you, the listener, that I know how to read. The RV Book Club. First article I want to mention is Court Smith's bold prediction article that comes out every week. A little sneak preview. The first bold prediction includes Alvin Kamara having a record-setting day against the Carolina Panthers. I also want to talk about the Road of His Trade Central series that Devin McIntyre does, and I think it's a great read for both Redraft and Dynasty listeners. That's going to do it for this week's Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. You can find me on Twitter at FFKyleTheKid. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can always get a hold of us at roadofhisradio.gmail.com and catch us on Twitter at Road of His Radio. And you can always support the show by going to roadofhis.com forward slash podcast and subscribing with your 30% discount.
And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to take a spirit animal quiz online. Please be the cheetah. Please be the cheetah. And learn your animal isn't the cheetah, but the far less appealing blobfish. Oh, come on. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 blobfish minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to Geico. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.